0: Episode 79, what is going down? It's the homie TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. You know I gotcha, a.k.a. Hankahook, a.k.a. Mexican Raiden, a.k.a. E-T-E, a.k.a. The Wonton Don, a.k.a. Quentin Quarantino. You can find me on Twitter at C-Nova K-P-Z McCoy. What's going
1: down, bro? It's your boy, Ru McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God, a.k.a. No Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. Doped Up Danny, a.k.a. FBI Mike. A.K.A. Hip Hop Harry, A.K.A. Hallway Jones, because.
0: You bitch!
1: You bitch! Might be
0: ringtone.
2: <rotting> she also <laughs> might not be a ringtone.
1: <laughs>
2: you can find her. You discriminate on, but.
1: You can find me at uh on Snapchat at rimacore rebel and then on Twitter and really never on Instagram at KPZ. Cody. It is the Joker, because I have a bag of laughs. Ha, 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 ha.
2: <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> hashtag, he, 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 he. Hashtag, ho, 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 ho. He, <laughs> hey. he, he, she, she, she. <laughs>
1: now, Cody and... out of Stone in different languages. <laughs> ja, 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 ja. Look at
2: that. <laughs> ja, 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 ja. In Mexicanese. <laughs> And the other day I uh, coincidentally watched Remember the Titans and then after that found out that it was the 20th year anniversary of Remember the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, so I cried so much cause that movie's so good. Uh, so bring back Emotional Emily, Eric. No, Eric, 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 Eric.
3: To recording <laughs> <Wow>. everything. Man, <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, Rest, the barman, a.k.a. Teddy Rest, a.k.a. Smooth Fingers, a.k.a. the progenitor, a.k.a. School Wars 2, a.k.a. whatever's on my. Rest the Bus, I guess. There's <laughs> 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 probably pretty more in there. I can't remember. Um, but, uh.
0: more!
3: You can find me More, more,
0: more, more! Because it's an echo, you're at the top of the
3: Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Say less. Um finally <laughs> on, the, yeah, on the, <laughs> the chat is the snaps as actually chad is, is Whoop chat is. Whoop um, How's that? And then on IG at Candy Community, C-A-E-N D-I-D underscore C P-I-D-I-T-Y.
1: And oh, now oh, you can yeah. download the, Will Al, the Weird owl version.
3: <laughs> so, hello, hello, yo. all <laughs> Gavin Godfrey, what's going on with you? Gavin Godfrey. Dude. Uh, oh,
2: shit. Because Gilbert's, what? <laughs> Dog, y'all
1: fucking funny, bro.
2: M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-D-I-T-Y.
1: <laughs> Dog. Oh man, you gotta Patrick love Kentucky. it Kentucky. You gotta love it. Um, we also like to <clears throat> let you guys know that you can join our Facebook group at Not Politically Correct Podcast. You can like the page at NPC Podcast. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. Where we get kind of busy at Not PC Podcast, and you can go ahead and listen to us on anything that you can hear on. That includes SoundCloud. That includes iTunes, um, the Podcast app, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play. Not titled for some odd reason, but we are there. Um you can, you know, just search not politically correct podcast. You know, you can like, you can comment, you can tell us how good we are, how great we are, or how shitty we are. And of course we will always take that into consideration just to forget it later on because we're gonna keep doing what we want to do anyways. So, welcome. Speaking, speaker speak it rick
0: ri ricky sports. Damn it. I thought McCoy was looking at the freaking uh web page shared document thing while he was doing that but I guess he hasn't memorized now He's trying to fuck him up um I definitely was looking at it so you're just too slow <laughs> he said he said and fuck you San Diego
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no that's the weird that's the weird thing I was actually looking at it the whole time so I don't know really? what you yeah it's, I don't know what you just did but
2: are you connected to the internet
1: oh booze, 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 booze. <laughs> no you got there too late player <laughs> Booze, booze. Did you, did you just call him Claire I said player. <laughs> oh, player.
2: Player, oh, player. To get my
0: eyeballs oh, checked. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Like guys who play sports and shit.
1: <laughs> hey, speaking Claire, like girls with yarn, hair. Wait, what was that Eminem
0: line he said? <laughs> <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. god. <laughs> Mr. Shane, what's a G string? Yarn, player. <laughs> Stop rhyming.
2: I mean it. Stop. Anybody
0: want a peanut? <laughs>
1: Oh, man. <laughs> I knew time to get to you. That's nice. Mm. Forget
3: about
1: that
2: shit. Mm-hmm. you <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, guys. The, leave the laughing to me. I got a whole slew of them. All right? <laughs> um, so, the the Packers. What is a whole slew? What's the quantity of a slew? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I just see Russell being like, you have a slew. You go Think about it, like, said, why are you <laughs> asking this question? Like, he said, what is the quantity of a no, I have, like, one metric ton is 2,000 pounds. <laughs> I don't know. What is it? A jiffy is, like, point zero 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 one two seconds. So, like, Wait, that really? one moment is 90 seconds. Wait, a jiffy is jiffy slew? is actually
1: an increment of time? Not just It yes. is. Wow. Yep. You learn something new every day. This, it pays to have smart friends, man, because I would have never thought. I thought Jiffy was cornbread only. I had no idea. Or, no, it, it's peanut butter, you idiot.
2: That makes peanut
1: butter. There's cornbread that's Jiffy too, though, right? No, no. Yes. No. Yes. No, don't, yeah. don't agree with him. <laughs> don't agree. No, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I believe it's I, Jiff, not Jiffy. Right, the, peanut, the butter. peanut butter is Jiff. Say me, say me, say me, say me, say me. Jiffy, 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 Jiffy.
2: Are like the... supposed to talk about sports? What am I... Oh yeah, slew. What is one slew? Okay. <laughs> uh, so the Packers <laughs> are kicking butt. Jiffy has
0: a, uh, kicking... a oil change station. Jiffy Lube. Jiffy Lube. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jiffy's a lot of things. So this uh, man. Another... Is that why
0: they're called Jiffy Loop? Because that's actually a measurement of time. So they're saying that you're gonna it's gonna be a quick oil change. Oh, oh, probably. Pro- oh, yeah, probably. Shit. Damn. Yeah.
1: Why are we
2: talking?
1: So about the
2: Packers that? won, right? Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, the, twice. There we go. Yeah. Speaking of quickies, we are two and zero. All the other thirty-one teams don't matter, as we're like on nationwide sports. But you know, the Packers, uh, woo, because <laughs> they, they have a, a, they've thrown for a slew of yards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they've been kicking names and taking asses.
1: I have a thing I wanted to uh ask about the Packers. So, uh I didn't watch the game with Detroit, but I heard that they were down um like Detroit was like four, it was like 14 to 3 and then we ended up winning 30 to 31 to 14. Is that true? 42 to 20. We won 42 to 21. 42 to 21. But at one point we were down 3 to 14. Yes. Um and <laughs> then that's crazy. And at- but at halftime we, well at halftime we were winning
2: by 3. So and then we just kept going and going. <laughs> it's just it's just crazy to me that we were down like Well, it's like that iconic picture of that Packer fan in the Dallas Cowboys stadium saying like they're laughing, like they, the, the Cowboys were up by like a little bit, but he's like they're laughing or cheering um um when there's still like a minute 17 left on the clock and then we ended up winning. <laughs>
0: I don't remember really- that game, but I do remember the one time that we played against um, the Lions and won in the last second, like the literal last that's, second. Really? That's literally what we do, like a lot. We that's why. it's yeah. like,
2: If we if there's time on the clock, it doesn't matter how much time. Like
0: there you was never know. no like, Aaron released the ball as soon as the clock hit zero, so the ball was in the air at zero seconds, and he threw a hail mary into the end zone, and one of our homies caught it, and won. <laughs> Oh shit! We... <coughs> Damn. No time on a clock. club. yeah. Them Lions fans was pissed. <laughs> it was hilarious. Packers went the first game
2: 43 to, <laughs> to thirty four, and the second game forty two to twenty one. Um, so I think that's amazing that we're so far averaging forty some points. Right. Um, and we beat two teams in a row that are in the, our same division. So in the lead.
0: Wasn't it a yeah. thing that um, Brett Favre played better when it was quiet or something like if it was too loud it was uh disruptive to him because he sucks i mean because it was distracting no
2: <laughs> absolutely not actually he loved the loud noise that <laughs> it, was... it was like motivation and cheer i don't think you know what you're talking about and you should <laughs> stop talking about brett fire forever so on the <laughs>
0: basketball <laughs> <laughs> what else you got for sports senior um... record on everything this senior record wait can you say the whole thing in spanish
2: Senor Recorder. Senor Ricor. On everything.
0: Uh, <laughs> I don't know.
1: Wait. Is he learning mm. Spanish now? You dropped French? Senor
0: Recorder.
1: Photos. Mm. Um, tambi, tambi, tambien. Mm. That's also. <laughs> uh, <I don't>
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, Recorder on also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I dropped um, French. It wasn't panning out. <laughs> Lebr- Lebr- LeBron James uh, ha-
2: has made the conference finals in 11 of 17 seasons he has now been to the semifinals round of the nba playoffs more than 21 current nba franchises wow wow um there's a whole milestone list like he's in for the nba playoffs he's first in total points Sixth in total rebounds, third in total assists, first in steals, twelfth in blacks, second in three pointers made, first field goals made like it's nuts.
1: Because I mean when you go eleven times, like this nigga been He was in the He was in the finals um seven years in a row, wasn't he?
2: I think seven or eight yeah. or something. It was like seven. I, years it's funny three. to me that like Not that want to go in the grand scheme of things. I was like, stop with the debates and comparison of like Michael and Kobe and LeBron and stuff like that, different eras and stuff like this. And I'm like, dude, LeBron, if he wins this, I don't even have to say there. There shouldn't be any like ifs ands like added things. Like, I think he's made a good contender of being the goat yeah oh
1: yeah i <clears throat> i agree i've always like
2: if he had scotty pippen and dennis radman and phil jackson so it said like he would have had five or six rings or seven rings by now
1: i agree i i don't never i don't understand the, the anti-lebron hey i actually think the three greatest players in my opinion <clears throat> might be jordan Kobe, That's mm-hmm. oh, cool. i said of, of of all time i know james Hard- james harden is a personal favorite but how personal favorite damn i just scratched myself um, James Harden. Yeah, that's called instant karma. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, yeah, you ever have like a scab that itches and you don't? You forgot you had a scab there and you scratch it and then all of a sudden it comes. You ever up. talk about sports? Oh man, that nice. shit
0: sucks. Fucking
1: stings. Okay. Anywho. Um, no, I think James Harden's a personal favorite. But I do think LeBron is um, top three play. LeBron James has to easily be top top five, and I believe he's top three up there with Kobe and Mike. Like, that's my opinion. I don't know why people find the need to be anti-LeBron. Like, did he fuck your mom or something? I don't know. Well, as
2: my girl Tay-Tay said, haters gonna hate, 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 Mm hate. And haters gonna hate us. Um, (laughs) Giannis Antetokounmpo has won his second consecutive MVP. Let's go. And I couldn't wait for you to talk about that. And in the same year, Defensive Player of the Year. Right. Bitch, and Urgh. he is only one of three players to do that in the same season. He now joins Michael Jordan Whoop. and Hakeem Olajuwon. Let's
1: fucking go, baby. I, I knew these these facts. I just wanted you to bring them. Up. <laughs> I just wanted you to bring them up <laughs> so I could do that.
3: I'm glad. I'm glad they're um, they're actually applying the rules of an MVP to everything, uh, because before it was basically whoever was in the the championship, whatever team yeah, won, you know. that player that's... who showed the most whatever um, got the MVP. So I'm glad they're actually doing it based on actual yeah. stats and actual... That's what I um, never got.
2: I'm like, you guys know that there's a finals MVP award that's coming later, so why don't you just give right. the MVP award to who's who it's due?
3: Right. Oh, uh, wait and I'm glad I... they separated those two. Wait a minute. Right. Yeah, it used to but... only be like you get the MVP if you got to the finals. Oh, really? And their I... argument was... Um yeah, you're the most valuable player because you actually got your team here and you did all this stuff in it but if you were terrible for the entire season and then just started being good during the playoffs and, and the championship game, I don't feel like you should get that award, but I'm glad they separated the, When did they the separate
1: when did they separate them? Is that recent? I mean, I know they I I thought they were always separate. It wasn't it wasn't
2: like a rule or law thing. It was just kind of like a common sense thing. No, because I'm like they're, they're, they've seemed to have been doing that, and it's they are now have common sense and be
0: like, when you spend or... all that time in a bubble, you got time to think about this stuff. <laughs> no, but because
1: I, because there's always there's always been an finals MVP and then the regular MVP, right? So I just assumed that a lot of times we had two separate. Because why would you have two? Then you're just giving Jordan MVP and Finals MVP.
3: Pretty much because he was like the most valuable player. Oh, wow! <laughs> and so, then Kobe was for the, the years he kind of went, was to alive.
1: That, that, yeah. Oh, my god, what
3: it does make it, it does make
1: sense though because LeBron could have been <laughs> LeBron might, be, yeah. This doesn't make sense. Well, no, LeBron, so LeBron had an issue, LeBron had an issue with it, but it does make sense because he could have easily went and been MVP this year, I think, possibly. <clears throat> um,
2: well, so. he. I think that it he, that the argument for MVP was very good and close for Giannis and LeBron, but I always thought that it was not as close. It was close, but not as close as people made it seem. Especially considering they said that they were going to take in consideration everything before the bubble and everything like in and after the bubble and stuff was not going to count for the MVP vote.
0: Okay. I think that
1: bubble <laughs> fucked us up, man. Yeah, me too. Me too. <clears throat> Especially um,
2: momentum. Dude, like, I won't argue that. But when when we won the first round against the Magic, I'm like, oh yeah, let's do that. And then we won, we lost against the Heat. I'm like, oh, they're playing. You know, the refs are playing against us or something like that. But then watching the the Heat play
1: this round too, I'm like, they they're gonna win. The,
2: yeah. They they the are heat, good and they deserve this. Like, the Heat
1: are definitely I had no I had no if you would have asked me, you know, in February where I saw the Heat, I would not have even said this I would never have Southern said States this. I would never I'd never have said <laughs> the I probably wouldn't have said anywhere near the Western Conference Finals, let, let alone the finals. The Heat are gonna I believe they're gonna beat Boston. Like I don't see Boston getting you know, you know, beating the Heat. So the fact that the Heat like they only got like one more game to play though, right? Yeah, they lost
2: uh the Heat lost last night, Boston won, so but, but they, they do need
1: one more win to go to the finals. So it's three two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's man, I, I the Heat are amazing and I you know, hats off to them. I'm glad that if, if we got put out by somebody on the East it was them. You know, like, and, like I and it
2: for us it's like fun. I mean, I feel this way like Wisconsin pride because you got Jimmy Butler who's not from Wisconsin, but he went to Marquette, right? Um, yeah. And
1: Tyler Hero who's from Milwaukee, and they're I just, just falling out, out. Just found out uh, like a day or two ago. I didn't even know. Really? I kept wondering why everybody was talking about because there was a, t- a funny ass tweet where somebody was like okay, I, Tyler Hero, there was like a, a, a dude from I here. Should, I posted that on the group chat. He's got the Black Lives Matter on his back, but... No, that not one. that, not that, not that. Oh. Well, but that, wasn't, <laughs> that one was a funny one. Um, and I'm going to say it for Cody. There was a tweet that um, somebody, you know, had posted stats of Tyler uh, Hero and then somebody was like, he got Black Lives Matter on his back, but he out here <laughs> killing niggas. <laughs> like, it was funny. It was funny. Um, you had to be there. Anywho, there's another tweet where they were like, um, he's Tyler Hero's so fucking good that I'm gonna start claiming and uh, finally start saying that he was from a you know from Milwaukee for sure. And then they were like, um, "Tyler Hero Ghost Road Bow." And it was like, "Tyler, <laughs> wait a minute, hold on, I got this shit somewhere in my tweet, bro. <laughs> um And they just started like rambling off all this like super Milwaukee shit, and they were like attributing it to dudes and shit. It was funny as fuck, bro. Hold on, Ghost Road Bow. That shit had me dying. Where the fuck is it? First row, die the the point is though um yeah here we go right here they were dude was like Tyler Rose so damn good um I damn near go, gonna say that <clears throat> gonna let y'all say he's from Milwaukee cuz I guess he's really from like he lived in Greenfield like which is Milwaukee so who gives a fuck but he was like Tyler Hero was the in my projects video. <laughs> he was like Tyler Hero Ghost wrote bow, <laughs> and it's just a list of list of shit that makes him super Milwaukee. But it's like I didn't when I saw that tweet. I'm like, what is he talking about? And I went and I looked up. I'm like, oh okay, so he's like a little hometown hero that we got going on. So it's, I fuck with it. Uh,
0: get it, hometown hero. Ah <laughs> ha! I see what you did. Oh there shit! That's oh clever.
1: you! <laughs> I need to pull the Cody. I see what I did there. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> You know, um, I like to like thank first guy, you know, for the rapper in yeah. me. So, yeah, it's that. Yeah,
2: speaking of Tyler Hero, um, most points scored <laughs> in a playoff game by players aged 20 years or younger. Tyler Hero is now in number two in that list with 37 points. Number one is Magic Johnson with 42. How, and then Dirk Rose and Brandon Jennings were under that.
1: How old was, uh, you said, under, 20 or under? Yeah. So, so Magic Johnson, okay, damn. Did Magic Johnson goes. He went to college though, right? He didn't go straight out of, co- uh, straight out of high school, did he? God damn it.
2: Okay, Google. No, I think, he, I think he did. I think.
1: Never mind. It doesn't matter. Oop. Anyways. <clears throat> so, what else is going on in sports, Cody?
2: Michigan State University. Michigan. Okay, that's what, okay.
1: Because after I sit, I'm like, wait a minute. I think he went somewhere in Michigan. <laughs> so that's cool, cool. cool, cool. <laughs> All
2: right. All right. Um. To go and let's see. Back to football. Uh, the NFL fined Pete Carroll, Kyle Shanahan, and Vic Fangio. 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 Whatever. They 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 coach for the um the Seahawks. A uh, hundred thousand dollars each for not wearing masks during their games. The team was fined two hundred fifty thousand dollars, bringing the total to fines in one point zero five million. I think it's even funnier that Pete Carroll's involved with this because he's known to be on the sidelines chewing gum like a horse. <laughs> also, uh, shout out Deion Sanders, primetime NFL Hall of Famer. Uh, he becomes the new head coach at Jackson State University. That's cool.
1: Oh my god, that would be such a good music transition. No, no. Here's I got a Good transitions, I though. I, let me find it. I'm still, no, 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 no. Okay, I'm gonna let you find it, but I'm gonna still speak on on that. Uh, oh, here it is.
2: Uh, back to let's do how how is it? Whatever. Now we're going back to to basketball again, and and we were talking about Michael Jordan a little bit, and Travis Scott shoots his music video franchise at Michael Jordan's house. Speaking of music, doing a transition number two. To this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um.
1: I don't want to do anything with you included in the, with the term number 2. Um so there Deaky. there is um it's the funny <laughs> funny thing that um that you uh mentioned Jackson State because they are also hiring uh Lil Wayne's former manager Cortez Bryant to teach a uh class about music the music business which transitioned us into music for this week. Um speaking and of Back l- to basketball. Oh wait.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> um, back to basketball. Kobe Bryant, who's actually the favorite basketball player of Lil Wayne, who's actually on the album of Big Sean. Uh, so side
2: note: Showed out. Lil Wayne's a Packer fan. Continue. He is, he is a Packer fan. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Um,
2: speaking of so, football,
1: <laughs> this a couple weeks ago. Um, well, let's start here. This past decade, right, we saw Drake, Kendrick, and Cole, they stand as the for sure Mount Rushmore of rap. Now,
2: I've Why had, is everybody not... Say, there's I, four heads on Mount just Rushmore. Just let and, me and,
1: finish, Cody. God damn it.
2: God damn oh, it. You but fucked it you up. you can interrupt. How much editing do I have to do for my segment? <laughs> okay.
1: I don't feel it. The next sentence I have written here was, <laughs> here on this podcast, we have had to debate about who the fourth face...
2: It's <laughs> no, not a debate.
1: Of this, I am going to legs Get the fuck out of you, Cody. I swear to God. Um, here on this podcast, we've had the debate about who the fourth face of this generation's legend uh, legends should be uh, to complete the lineup. And sometimes, while they are chingy, uh, TS, take your hair down right now. Um, the lineup, and sometimes <laughs> there seems like a, it seems like a no brainer that the answer should really be the Motor City MC himself, Big Sean. A few weeks ago, he released Detroit 2, the sequel to the um, album, the sequel album to his well-received 2012 mixtape, and it went number one on the charts, but how good was this album musically? Um, I'm going to just get right into it, go right ahead, but before I start with my rundown, I know that this has been a a very, very fun album for Cody and T.S., so I would like gee, I would like gee. to hear some of your thoughts, Cody and T.S., before I even go into my little breakdown of you know the album. What did y'all think,
0: man? See, I I don't even know if I want to give my opinion on this because all you're gonna do is come back and I'm gonna want to fight. And, and <laughs> that's the braids, bro. That's just the braids. Take them down, bro.
1: <laughs> Take the braids now, bro. Niggas get braids about and about turn into in Slim the Thug, Thug and shit. Damn,
0: <laughs> TS AKA sure Slim Thug. Black Air Force 1s, dog. <laughs> as soon as you give the, uh, the rating to They in the trunk right now? <laughs>
1: You're gonna pull up. Ready to go. With a ski mask. I know who you
0: are, just for He's extra... He's like, like, I like will
2: stamp course. my shoes on you harder than Big Sean will fight than his
0: demons. Man, I had to run them bitches over because they look too new. I had to make them look good. <laughs> you said <laughs> I had
1: to run them bitches over. He said, I bagged into to them bitches a couple times. <laughs> you had to, you had to, uh, crease uh, them bitches. Right. Dude, just cat the down red. He cat... I just picture you walking down the street doing, like, the one knee drop down the street. <laughs> <laughs> this bitches ashy as hell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I had to run through the beach and everything, <laughs> dog. Stay ready. <laughs>
1: Oh shit, T.S.,
0: Bro, stop, Cody.
1: I'm sorry, dog. I got this image of T.S. Just getting on one knee, standing up, getting on one knee, standing so the crease is perfect. Oh shit,
2: Cody bought him the shoes. Uh,
1: (laughs) Full circle. (laughs) This the problem. Got it. Cody on you. In my projects, we got to get a pair of Tyler Hero. Um, Cody what? What'd you think about that <laughs> Oh, I'm ready to talk
2: about this album. I'm ready. I was ready. I'm, I'm going to get some water.
1: Uh, <laughs> Russell, what did you think about the album? Because Cody's clearly not ready. He got to get water and shit. Uh, I
3: thought it was shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Dog, you said, said it in before.
0: Cody, we <laughs> got to fight two people.
2: <laughs> no, you do. I can't. I'm not fighting.
3: <laughs> he said no, you No, you do. <laughs>
1: He said, No, no, I'm I got not. McCoy. He said, No, 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 no.
3: I got McCoy. I'm going to jump on his back. That's smarter. That's just, you, are, you have a 50 50 chance with
1: me. Russell just don't kick you in the forehead, bro. It's over. I'm going to play all I mean, dirty, spit on him,
2: scratches. If yeah,
3: you me like you trying to fight. <laughs> I don't fight for play. So, of course, I'll try to hurt you quickly so that we can either talk about this or you can go back. <laughs> I'm going to throw a misspelt dictionary at him. Ready,
0: go. (laughs) Russell ain't playing this morning.
3: (laughs) But no, um, seriously, um, I thought it was really good. Um, I am genuinely uh, a fan of Big Sean. I like most of everything he's written. There's been a couple of terrible things he's written, but um, for the most part, um, I've always liked his his lyrical quality, um, the way he uh, raps as far as his cadence and how he... um, Matches word for word. Um, I thought the, the 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 beat choice and, and, and selection was was really good. I, I think this is a really good album to just um, to just just listen to and listen to. Um, I can see this is something that I could go back to and listen to again. Um, the only thing I didn't like was honestly um, the air Badu thing. I don't know. It's, it was just kind of creepy to me. But um,
2: <laughs> I feel it. I mean.
3: Uh, a lot of people would like give her passes for stuff and I'm like, that is really I wonder weird what she thinks creepy, about though. herself. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm, yeah. I'm with
0: Russ. I agree with everything that he said, except for the Erica Badu thing. I I really like that. Um I like the uh the interludes that Big Sean had on the album with Dave Chappelle. I like, I like Badu, the Dave like, Chappelle
3: one. Dave Chappelle
0: um But yeah, he had a story like, about Detroit. Of, well I mean yeah, Erica I,
3: did too. Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of Erica. Like I know it was a poem and everything, but her energy was like real creepy to me. Like, you know, like the way she it's came like she out of the woods to be type stuff. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. But it came off like like she lives under moss. Like it was <laughs> weird this month. Yeah. I, I know her usual thing, like her usual uh vibe and energy and stuff like that. I mean, it just it just really came off like as a disruption to the album and really creepy, honestly. Um mm. I got what she was trying to go with and I, you know, I like the poem she did. I I just didn't like the way she delivered
0: it. I feel it. I feel it. I... It came off as seductive to me. Like, I... I don't really listen to Erica Badu just talk a lot. I mean, a lot of her music is really, really dope. I don't really just listen to her talk and do these spoken word-type deals. So to listen to that and hear it was like, yo, this... I want to listen to more Erica talk. Like, can you do more speeches, woman? I I will look this up and I'll listen to it. I love that... uh, that interlude. Well, I don't want to say I loved it, but I mean, it was dope. It was Here dope. The whole album, reads Harry Potter. <laughs> I would listen. I would listen. But, um, yeah, the whole album, dope. i zen the fuck out, man. The whole thing, I, he didn't have any mundane cadences. Um, I, so, he has this fast cadence that he does, but he didn't do that for every single track. There's Lots of diversity he, from track one all the way to what track eighteen.
2: He does it very tastefully. Twenty one,
0: yeah, dude, just he snapped. He got his shit off. Hmm. Well,
1: okay. So. Oh man, so it begins. No, nah, I'm just no, I'm. I did. I'm th- th- I did. That, I did. the trunk. I did. Pop <laughs> the trunk. <laughs> no, I just. And I did. not th- has I'll be back. <laughs> He said, I'll I'll be back. Hold on.
0: (laughs) You going to see me in 10 minutes on McCoy's screen?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just a ski mask. Just a ski mask and me getting choked.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Ski mask and (laughs) braids. That's right. (laughs) We got
1: the ski ski mask with the braids with the top cut out. He's
2: got a ski mask that that says Detroit versus everybody.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'm just my, uh, pulling up my thing Because Big John's yeah,
3: from Detroit right away.
0: <laughs> I thought you were ready My bad <laughs> I mean, it's only his, his section
2: <laughs> He did the intro, I was like, wait, let me pull up what I had to talk about
3: <laughs> Oh, wait, I got stuff
1: <laughs> Okay, boom so with this so, with this um production wise um full circle was the was the one of the uh production tracks that I really really liked. I like the somber like movie mood that was set with the low frequency sample um that passes this beat. It had like a really, really like uh dope feel to it that you can with this this type of beat, you can really see um I like you can kind of set up the mood in your head you know what i'm saying without even without there being any type of lyrics or anything added to it this just gives you a vibe and i think that's really really important and really good with really solid production you can get a story without having to get anything you know having to have anything attached to it um so i really really like that about this beat um Then there's like the few piano notes and like the regular boom bap drums here to just keep it very, very light. It's not a lot of things happening on this beat, but all of it comes together well, which to me is the best part of production. Like that's the best when you have the best moments when you don't have to have, you know, 25, 30 tracks. You know, you got five to six and those few sounds really, you know, work together to like make something pop. And that's what you get here. And again, the vibe is created without any any word. So I just really love the full the full circle beat on this one, man. Um The baddest. Horns galore. Horns galore as fuck. Here okay, so like this makes for a big record. This makes like the sound of this record pushes forward. And I, I love that. Um this sounds like Godzilla in hip hop mode. <laughs> like it's for Uh, which is good for Sean's raps here. Like, I think Sean can be, you know, monotone at times, and I think that this helps to make him, you know, step out and get loud and get on, you know, hop on people's ass. And so this is a good choice for production for Sean here. Um, The drums and percussion are super toned down, and the brass takes the lead, which I usually would think that that would not work. But it was, you know, it turned the whole, you know, the whole... um, vibe of it was turned the entire time because of the horns pushing stuff forward so i like i like that they use brass and everything to, to, to kind of like carry this song and it made for just this is the beat on the album that i go back to consistently 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 um don life uh this is led by a sample uh, michael jackson human Nation, nature sample excuse me and it is perfectly used for that record okay so it's perfectly rebuilt with like super deep <coughs> like super deep kicks and a spaced-out synth padding in the background. Really, really good.
2: Perfectly, cool. like 10 out of 10. Hmm. I I mean,
3: all the other kids, like the super deep kicks, better yes. run, better run. Right. <laughs> oh,
1: good, right? I like that. Um, but but that spaced-out synth, and like the, the deep kicks, like I love how that like pads this beat. Um, I also love the random like Money Machine sounds, and like the anthem uh, yelling in the background, yeah. it really adds to the tone of the record. Like, once you see what they're doing here, like, all the, whoa! And then a... Like, you you would the, like the yelling. Like, all the sound effects, <laughs> you know, like, you know, and these are just, these are just random, like, random drops that, you know, if you have a drum kit or some shit on your MPC your, your or your, your um, your, um, you know, production pad or whatever, you just hit those, you know what I'm saying, like, in the middle of beat, you know, making a drum pad and you, whoa! Whoa! well You know, just, if you produce or you know anything about how production works, you know, it is, it's tight to see that they could have just... They was just so M.O. when producing this beat that you just, you know, randomly want to drop those sounds and, you know, make shit, you know, sound like an anthem. So, um, but... I loved it. I just thought that they was, like, well put together. And then the, uh, my other favorite beat on here is the last one, Still I Rise. This is another one where, the like, the school band horns and, and that sound takes the lead. Um, I like that it feels... Like a school homecoming, but with the perfect moving like movie ending vibe. For it to be the last track on the record, it was so perfectly placed too because it sounds like the credits are about to start rolling. Like the you know like it was a rough movie, but we finally there, we finally made it, and the credits are gonna roll, and you know th- things are gonna be happily ever you know happy ever after. So after this one, so um, you know so there's a really the kick here sounds the, the the drum kick that they use on this one sounds really wide. It's like imperfect. So like some, I've been finding a lot of shit, and shout out to producers. I've been finding a lot of shit over the last month or two, where when it comes to production, shit just perfectly selected, perfectly EQ'd. Like they're they're pulling out the right mids and the right lows out of these the bass and these kicks when they're you know layering layering them, and that's what you have. Or you have a really wide sounding uh kick that is so great on the on that school of like band um sound, and in the perfect percussion pattern too. It makes this one not, like for sure, and it's how I keep my second favorite beat. So, so I go from uh, the baddest to still I rise. Those are the ones, and I think uh, Sean should keep those in mind for the future. Um, Do you know, I, know all, all the producers who worked on this album because I, I know, know Hitboy Hit- was Hit- on Boy here did, too. But Hitboy did like half the album. I didn't look up and okay. Okay. I didn't look up. Um, you know who specifically produced the ones that I like, but I know Hitboy had a big hand in this. So um, he's he's just been on the road, man. Uh, shout out Hitboy. Um, big hand. So in terms of best songs, Lucky Me. This whole song, okay, Lucky Me, this whole song is amazing. But Sean just gets into a zone in this one. Like, at the end, um, for me, he shows, like, why you, you really got to love this good music signee, man. He says, and this, and this one here is, too, is with the, the way he did it with the flow, with the, uh, what's the limitation, fucking validation. I got, he said, I don't got to figure God flow. I got it renovated. Um, demon Slayer and demon slayer Bitch land. Legendary. It's insinuated. Two guards outside barricaded while I'm uh, uh, serenaded. Like, he he is just really nimble on him. He just finds a way to, like, bounce on this. And I like that this is, like, full circle Big Sean. Him coming into his own, like, he's really aging really well. You know, like, he's doing something that I might feel like could set him up for a good future in rap in the sense of um, the way he raps reminds me of the way he's aging in rap reminds me of, like, a Nas or a Jay-Z. You know what I mean? Like, they can still pick it up and rap. And I feel like Sean is showing that, you know, as time carries on, he's, his, his pen game ages well. Like, same thing happens with, Roy, like, Royce. Um, as he gets older, the pen his pen, um becomes redefine, re- refined. And I feel like Sean does that, man. So this flow and delivery really, really goes crazy and it sets up excitement for what is going to come for the rest of the album um randomly just stuck in here zen the fuck out uh this song is not actually over amazing at all i'm only mentioning because i like (laughs) um the way the hook was put together it's just an honorable mention i don't really have much to say about the lyrics i just like the way that zen the fuck out zen like it's that's a perfectly if you listen to the song and the way it uh sits on the beat that's just a perfectly made hook and so that in terms of (laughs) songwriting is just really i love it i love it um, guard it was pretty cool too yeah exactly I just think it had a, a bounce and he was the way he delivered it too, then the fucked out like the way it, the way it came off was very smooth um it didn't seem contrived or like cap it was like it was like perfect dude perfect
2: um, it was perfect it had a good bounce too okay I'm, I'm just taking notes sorry you, should, go
1: you on. should you should take notes you should take notes uh guard no, I'm, I'm I am guard I can't your can't wait for this rating <laughs> guard your heart um I just like the topic. Of this song and things that are addressed in the song, um, from Sean speaking on being, you know, stuck in between the Drake Pusha divide or the Kanye j divide, and then shockingly, Wale has a standout verse here. When, every once in a while, Wale will get me. Wale will get me.
3: Okay. Wale
1: will get me. That's not that's not gonna get this album of ten. I'm saying that right now. Um, Wale will get me, and this this time, Wale got me. <laughs> He said, boy, hold he said, bro, hold your head, but guard your heart. Got tired of white silence so the riot started and the robbers robbed. You wildin' cause your product gone. We mad at Eric, Garner, Brianna, Gianna, father gone. A lot of trauma. We tired, exhausted. Um, uh, the Prophet said it'd be a marathon. Look, <clears throat> seen all my dogs, show me see, my dogs, show me God was watching. Pandemic slowing them down, they fast in Ramadan. The land of 50 stars in, on Hollywood margin. White friends don't guide us, I promise you I blocked them. Like I love this verse, man. I love this verse. Yeah, this,
3: he's he's actually rhyming. I was proud of him.
1: Yeah, yeah. This uh Wale, man, he did this thing on here. Like, I'm not going to front my shit, and and so I think Sean brought somebody him that I really fuck with. Uh, Don Life.
0: Don it Life he noted. Don that Life. Big Sean was able to make McCoy quote Wale not for Wale. one bar, exactly, but for a couple bars. But go ahead, continue. Mm-hmm. they are wild y'all are some wild boys
2: but I tell Four, you, wait I, I'm still writing for a couple of bars okay go on
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay and then we got Don Life this might be the best overall track on the album I think from all avenues in terms of like best chorus and beat and verses I think it all came together well Um. I, I love Lil Wayne and Big Sean together and every time they come together they do some crazy shit and they did it again here in fact, uh, Sean seems to bring some Prime-esque Wayne um, out when they work together. Sean has this thing; uh, has a really good knack for like knowing who to pick for features, man. Um,
0: man, you can tell that, um, at least I feel like you can tell that Sean is heavily influenced by Wayne okay. and Fabulous. I, okay. Whenever I hear him get into his bag, I hear Wayne and Fabulous off top. Right, Smooth right. Smooth-ass flows from Wayne, and the, the the chill-ass cadences, even on hype tracks, you never really hear Baddest yell. Even on hype tracks, right. this man will not yell. But the energy that he puts in his uh, verses be like, okay, alright, you really get into it. Same with uh, Big Sean. But then, he pull the, the punchlines and shit, and the one-liners from Wayne, you just mix that all together, man. Dude,
1: you got some cold-ass tracks. Right, right, right. Like, I... Dude, I think I like. That's why I like when he gets gets with Wayne because they do that. They they like I said they bring that out of each other. So um, and you can like you said you can t- you can definitely tell he's influenced by Wayne. And then that's why I like when they fuck with each other because Sean, I feel like Sean's on this like I got to keep up because this is somebody you know that I you know kind of picked you know like picked his brain to learn my shit. So he comes you know Sean comes through snapping like I give this shit blood I give this shit blood flesh bone can't catch me. <clears throat> I skate on Destiny, that's my necessity. You can't out finesse me. She, she like chocolate, Nestle, brown and sexy. Touch me, tease me, please me, just don't test me. Like, <clears throat> I'm the bar, my weight up, you can't press me. Legendary Bloodline, my ancestry, ooh, I'm devoted and hated. I recoded the Matrix. Like, and if you listen to the song the way that he's bouncing, like, dun dun, 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 dun. Like, he's really riding the beat perfectly. Um. So he sets that up and then you got Wayne who follows up and comes in with the next verse. And he's like, I've been having conversations with the constellations. We keeping shit between us like a doctor patient. Just those first two lines. Like, he been talking to the stars. He been keeping his head up in the clouds. <laughs> like, I've been having conversations with the constellations. We keep that shit between us like a doctor patient. Like, it, just those two lines. I'm like, damn it, Wayne. Sometimes people forget how, really, how good you are. Um, you know, he's the ha- the happiest intoxication, the happiness, the happiest intoxication make the problems weightless. Huh. I'm gonna need some sanitation for the time that's wasted. Like, what he said? Like, what, bro? And then he goes on to say, I told my friend <laughs> that life is crazy. He said, life is crazy. I bought a house so fucking Bill. I feel like, I, I feel like I'm my neighbors. Like, Wayne, people don't give Wayne enough credit for the for the shit that he says sometimes. Like, you really break down Wayne shit, he be trying to get it. He be not trying. He Wayne be getting this shit off. And I think <laughs> You know, this is a yeah. good example
3: of that, man. It's just that people <laughs> they focus on the negative all the time. So yeah. that, that one meme where it's like, uh, um, I'm rhyme nigga with nigga," and, and and you know, people think I'm the greatest. It's like some something like something like that. So <laughs> they always crucify him for the stuff that he does wrong and not really celebrate the stuff that he does amazing. Wayne do begin this off. You know, he is a great lyricist, but you know, you got stupid people out there who we still think that way, I
1: guess, and so, um, I just think that that's uh, that's just a, it was just a good example of like what Sean was helping to bring out of the way. I just, I like them together, man. I think it's one of the best songs on the album, really. Um, and then Friday Night Cypher, Friday Night Cypher, this is a great moment on this album, and while it might not be the best song necessarily. Okay, before we get into that, before we get into the Friday Night Cypher, I just want to really quick mention Harder Than My Demons. At first, I wasn't going to say much about this song, but I had to come back more so because something about the way he flows over this beat is impressive. Um, He got some bars in here and all that stuff, and I'm not going to really, you know, read too much into the bars. But this one, Harder Than My Demons, I like it more for for the fact that he is very nimble and off-kilter, bouncing on this record, and it's amazing. Um... Just the way he chose to ride this beat is impressive. And that's, I I like shit like that. Like, he could have, you know, st- stayed in the pocket, but he didn't. You know, he, he moves around um, on that one like a good quarterback will do, you know. So, I like Harding My Demons for that, but I don't think it's... Speaking of sports. Song. But, um, <laughs> Friday Night Cypher. Friday Night Cypher. This is one, a great moment on this album. And it's, in fact, uh, one of my favorite things about this project. Being that uh, this is called Detroit 2, Sean got some of the of Detroit's best past, present, and future MCs on one track. You know, I love Cash Down, and I love moments from her, like when she says, This new era be capping, uh, me, Sean, t- me, Sean T off that pussy of T. Ain't no pushing me, bro. You might, <clears throat> bro, might push you, bro, might put you on a T. Dot my eyes and cross my T's. Bro, might put you six feet, or bro, gonna put you on your feet, but bro, can't put you on the meat. A plus pussy worth a B, like. Cash Doll was trying to get her shit off, and I fu- I've always fucked with Cash Doll. And I like uh, when she also when she works with Sean. That's some of her best work. Sean is a good feature picker, picker, uh, feature picker man. <laughs> um, and then Sean comes in with his own shit where he be like, um, "Little bitch, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't exist." You get the gist. Fuck a season, desist. They shooting up the seats and they shooting up seats and exits, throwing plays to my bros. I'm leading the league in assists. Hopscotch, black top. I ain't been skipping a step since real estate Zillow every day, bitch. I might change my like real estate Zillow every day, bitch. I might change my profession. The oddest thing, like like Sean gonna always get this shit off. Castro got her shit off. I love Sada Baby. Um, a couple of the other features, you know, um, you know, it's got that Detroit sound to it, so you can't you can't really hate it. The oddest thing about this song is the fact that I thought Royce the 5-9 had one of the more lackluster appearances here. I really. <laughs> Did not it wasn't a bad verse lyrically, but I didn't like the way he flowed. I didn't like the way his cadence or like the way he cho- chose to sound. I don't know. It just was very odd to me. Um but even what is even odder is that even odder, uh-huh, um, was even Crazier to me is that Eminem, who I really thought would ha- not fit at all here, I thought we were gonna have one of those moments where I'm like, "Oh, get Eminem off of this," because I have those moments. Eminem had my favorite verse. He had my favorite verse, hands down. I like the way he flowed. I like the shit he said. Um, I like that they went back to the to the to the grinding. Everybody keeps calling it the grinding me, but I don't hear the grinding sam- the grinding sample. I hear the similar drones, but I don't think that's sample out there. But anywho, um, they say uh, he says voodoo dolls. I'm just poking fun pens to me are like loaded guns when I'm holding one. If I fi- if I'm just fiddling with it, the motherfucker discharges like I'm checking myself out of a fucking mental hospital. <laughs> he just gets to he just gets to going. And then he says shit like, you listen with flaws and strip it and try to pick it apart. So when I'm ripping, it's hard to tell whether I'm really because of how of of how offensive I am or just what a bitch that you are. <laughs> like I never had to get my clothes from fucking St. Vincent Paul <laughs> Like I don't make every sentence and bar with a pencil. Sharp, like I'm quick with the draw, yeah. So when I pull it, surprise, like I'm Kendrick Lamar or like Kendrick Lamar. He just is so in tune with what he's trying to set. Like, and if you listen to it on the beat, it's just so punctual. Like, the way he's landing landing these bars, like, into the ball, like into the mark, gotta the ball, like, into the ball. Like, it's just like prime Eminem, like, it's wonderful Eminem. And I promise, I thought this would be a be lame. Um, compared with the newer guys. I thought he would be really bad, but he owned this verse, and it, which made me really happy. Um, so overall, I think this is a very solid album. I think this is another good body of work from the underrated Detroit MC. Sean is definitely, like, lyrically in a great space, and you can hear it, his um, emotional connection to the stuff that he's saying in this album, which I didn't notice until this album, that Big Sean, even here, though, can rap very drab, very monotone. Um, where it's hard to hear if he cares about what he's saying. I've always felt like, you know, he was like toned down, you know, like a mace or, you know, like a fab, but um, I don't know, something about Sean really was, it made me go back and listen to a couple other records, and I'm like, I like your music, but you do sound very drab. Um, I love that he kept the interlude concepts from the original mixtape and had celebrities giving their favorite Detroit stories to add character, you know, to this Odes to Hitchville, USA, you know? Um, I notice that as I went back to this album to listen for critical analysis, um, the point that this album slips for me is in two
3: places.
1: (laughs) It's in production and length. So the production here is good, but it's forgettable. That's my issue because when I wasn't listening to get information for the pod, I wasn't really coming back. I would come back to the baddest, but I wasn't really coming back to nothing on here like that. Like I wasn't playing mm-hmm. this album all the way through. He got good moments, but I wasn't engaged enough or like I didn't feel like damn, this was so sonically good. This was what? so good that I wanna keep <laughs> I wanna keep coming back to it. It's not bad music, it's just not it doesn't to me it doesn't make you wanna It's not good
2: music, it's Rockefeller music. <laughs>
1: Um, well, it did rock a little bit, fella, but head ass. Um, <laughs> now, the so production here is good. The, the sonics on this joint are well selected for Sean's voices, his vocals, his messages, what he's trying to convey. But outside of a few beats, that I seriously have to struggle to pick for production, like those beats you saw me up there selecting, I was like, "Oh, is this the, this the better one? Is the better one?" I had to struggle to make sure I really like those beats to pick, and that is where I was like, "I don't know, I don't know." Like, um, I didn't have the, I don't have the urge. To replay this, like, I don't have the like a lot of playback value for me personally. What yeah. and and then,
0: all right, Russell, start oh. playing all them other kids with the pumped up kicks. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and then, and be, but because of that, I do find myself, which is why I only go back to certain tracks because I do find myself saying, damn, is this still this album still on? Like, I get to like you know, certain track, and I'm like, oh damn, this okay, we only on 13. This ain't almost okay, I got a few more records, like. I do I was a doing an album. I was I was doing that a lot and I was like this album feels like it could have been it could they you could have shaved some fat and made it more concise. Like the length at times makes you just want to skip and skim to your favorite joints and pieces, which is what I do. It doesn't it doesn't I feel it, Cody. This is a good piece of work. <laughs> it's a good piece of work from Sean. Um but I don't think it's his best work. I don't think it's his greatest album ever. Um and I and my only thing with this with this piece of work is I want, wonder if we will find ourselves coming back to it after the first few weeks or after the first few listens. Um, you know, is it going to stand the test of time? And I guess for that, only time will tell. So I gave this album, all in all, an eight point five. So
2: oh my god,
1: yeah, it has some good, it has some good moments, but you know we could have we could have shaved some fat. You know, I mean, the production really, you know, I think this one is. He was. It was like he was almost there with production. I think he was just, you know, selected a few diff- few more different beats, maybe. And I mean, he could he could have got there, but it, it's solid. His mentions are solid. He got some good choruses. He got some good songwriting, and the production is, doesn't suck. The production doesn't suck, but it's not. Clap. It's not gonna make me return. It's not. You know, the that beat like, oh man, you gotta throw on that song. You know, that it, it don't do that for me, um, production wise. So
0: I give it an eight point five. I think TS no, the Sun I guess. I'm not mad at that uh rating, honestly. Because the the album did seem a little long. It was just enjoyable from front to back for me, but I guess um I guess it, it could have been a little shorter, more concise. But overall I think it's a great album. Yeah. Eight point five. I, I, I could I could deal with that. No, if it was I... anything less than an eight, we was we was really gonna be fighting.
1: No, no, I and I and I do <laughs> I do think it's a good album. I think, you know, I, I in comparison to other stuff, not that you I wanna compare albums to albums, cause every album deserves its own way to be rated, but when I was rating it after I rated that, I thought I like, about. what what album did I rate eight point five as well? Um, and I rated um uh Alfredo an eight point five and I rated Tory Lane's album at eight point five. This album sound this album I feel like is gonna do for me what Tory Lane's album did for me, which was It has good points. It has good moments. It's enjoyable. I listened, the first few weeks I listened to Tory Lane's album a couple times through. Um, Sean's, the first like um, week or two, I heard, you know, like after I started playing it, I played it about three or four times through. And then I was like, okay, this is good. But then I didn't, I went back to my other stuff. I went back to, you know, my 90s and my my nines and all that other shit. Like, it wasn't, it didn't hold for me. And that's, that's, you know, maybe I can come back to it six months from now and I'll pick it up and I want to hear it again. But it's just, you know, uh, on some honesty shit, I don't know how much I'm going to be replaying the album. And that's where, you know, you know I have to, you know, take that in con- into consideration. But it was a solid body of work. There are way, 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 way worse albums than this. This is a good quality hip-hop album and Sean did his thing. It's just not a classic or no no shit like that to me. So Okay. When I was
2: just a little baby boy, my baby used to
1: tell me these crazy things. Mm. But, uh, now it's time for Russell Prosity.
3: Who knows? yeah.
1: <laughs> We're going to keep hating on McCoy right now. 10 out of 10,
3: 11 out of 10, 12 out of 10. <laughs> um, it's funny because, like, um, I was watching Alvin preach this week, and they kind of got into a discussion about their rating systems. And, you know, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you rate this and why is that your rating? And it was interesting to me because um, they both had different rating scales. Um, Preach had um, the rating scale that was more scholastic in nature to where he puts, um, let's say like 10 is perfect. It's perfect 10 out of 10. Um, No flaws. It's just amazing. Um, He put nine at very good. He put eight at good. Seven was um, above average six was okay, like that was the average. And he put it there because he said, you know, a five out of 10 is always a failing grade. So that's where the things decrease. Um, Abba had said that, you know, 10 is, you know, perfect, amazing, there's nothing like it. Um, nine would be almost perfect because there's something that's preventing it from being in that 10. So it's, it's still superb, it's still amazing, but it's just not perfect. And then he went down the list and, and his five was of course average because it was in the middle. And I find that interesting, because um, we always do these um, music segments and go over, like, why we think this album is this and why we gave it this rating and why it should be this rating, and, and we go over the criteria. And I always thought that was that was interesting because there are certain albums that we all resonate with that's like, you know, this should be this number, tripping, da-da-da-da. But... Um, you really have to like sit and think, like, okay, yeah, this isn't necessarily a perfect album, so I can't give it a ten, but it's still a great one.
1: Yeah. Um, so where right. does that
3: fall in my scale? Um, so I thought that was interesting because we talk about that all the time. It has nothing to do with what I want to talk about today, <laughs> but I thought that was just interesting. <laughs> no,
1: no, no. <laughs> um,
3: so what I want to talk about uh, is time. Um, recent events have really been putting this in my mind again. Um, I feel like it's always a pretty good topic to to think about and talk about, um, not to be morbid or horrific about it. Um, but looking at what's really going on nowadays, it, it really feel like, man, like time is moving so fast or, um, it's, it's running out as, as a lot of older people like to say, um, with people, um, passing, people being killed, um these disasters and this pandemic and and things of that nature, um, it it really seems like there's something to be valued as far as time goes. Um, And, you know, uh, rest in peace to those who we've lost, no matter the reason. Uh, But I thought this would be a good conversation to to kind of have once again. Um, how, How are we spending this diminishing currency um, I was reading an article online that gave me the kind of premise from, from uh, for this whole thing uh, regarding this diminishing currency. I thought it was a really good um, look at it and, and, and good take on it um, because it's easy to take it for granted uh, when we don't regularly seem conscious. Uh, if we, we don't regularly seem conscious of it, uh, but we use it for everything we do and everything we don't do. Uh, it's always been interesting to me that no matter what's going on we um, we use time we we use it for what we want to do and the things that we don't want to do when we're just lazing around and just enjoying doing nothing uh, which seems to be a, <laughs> a purely masculine trait um, <laughs> to some of my female <clears throat> friends um, John Taylor
0: had uh, on his last album his quote on time was you want to waste my time like I make that. I always thought that was really dope. <laughs> that's a good line. Yeah, Hell yeah. <laughs> the
3: the daily transactions we make <laughs> starting when we rise, and, and for everybody that's different, some people, you know, get up early to try to accomplish all they can, and some people um, not necessarily waste that, um, but they lay um, they lay until, who knows, 12, 1, 2 p.m., um because for them it's it's a different value to their time. They value that rest. They value that that sleeping in time. Um, are we purchasing the right things with this currency? Um, what makes these things right or wrong? Um, it should vary from person to person, right? Um, the things we choose to spend this currency on. Um, are we spending things uh, spending it upon things to stretch, our leisure um or do we spend the byproducts of what we've bought with this time to buy things that don't match the value of it um, I, I think we talked about this before um if you really look at it the things you purchase with money have been bought with your time um, what you use to gain that money is time um, you use time whether it's, it's measuring hours seconds minutes Um, You are paid for the time that you work and you use that uh, accumulated accumulated time to purchase those things that we now have, Uh, whether that be a place to stay, food to eat, cars, video games, um, the beds we lay on. um, It's all been purchased with our time.
0: You know, I had just watched a documentary off of Netflix, The Social Dilemma. Did anybody else watch that? Not yet, no, I did not. Uh,
3: Heard no, about no.
0: it? Yeah, it's a it's a dope little documentary. I don't watch a lot of documentaries because I feel like I'd be bored for most of them, <laughs> but this <laughs> one, this one in particular was interesting because it deals with how usually the things that we purchase are. Let's see, how do I how do I phrase this? For, physical things are usually the products. Right. In general, physical things are usually the products. When it comes to social media, we are the product. So these ads and things that show up on Facebook or Twitter, wherever, YouTube, they're paying these big sites X amount of money to say, all right, how much can I spend? Spend so that way I can attract uh, McCoy's attention? Mm -hmm. How much can I spend so that way I can buy TS's attention or Cody's or Russell's? And what they'll do is they gather information based on what you're searching for, what you're generally clicking on, and things like that. And then they'll be like, all right, you know what? Um, In this little timeline, TS likes looking at cars and shit. So we're going to put a random video about cars and that's going to capture his attention. So, boom, we got him locked in, and then now let's release an ad. We know he's going to watch this ad because he wants to watch the rest of this video. Mm-hmm. And that's how they ma- they've been manipulating us um, with social media and all that other stuff, and it's unregulated on how addictive they want the stuff to be. One of the things they pointed out was only social media... And drugs call the people that use them users. Wow, we're users of social media. We're users of drugs. Everything else we could be members of, and blah blah blah. But we are users of social media. Well, and we gotta, why we got to
3: drag drugs into this? Why well, we got to drag? Well, honestly, um, anything technology related, you, you're you're called a user. Um, it's funny because you're called an end user if you're a client, um, yeah, purchasing thing. Um, so user has been around for for a while. Uh, but it is is—it is the same addictive... Um, because we talked about the whole swiping mechanism and how that gets you addicted to swiping um, so that it's something that you are drawn to do on a regular basis. Um, it's, it's, it's how things are shaped. It's how um, media itself is shaped, uh, uh, not yeah. just social media. I did a um, presentation um, in high school, I don't know if I told y'all about this, um, about how Sesame Street teaches kids how to um, be addicted to TV or how to use TV. Uh um, yeah. their, their segments used to be about 30 seconds to a minute long, um, which is, like, the same as, like, commercials, um, and they teach you how to spell, which would be the, the channels and the name of the station that you're watching, as well as numbers, so you know what, um, channel or station that, that number is attributed to, so I, I concluded that Sesame Street taught kids from a young age how to, um, basically be addicted to TV. Um, and I think it's, it's, there's some merit to that. Um, maybe not initially that was the, the the idea or could have been, who knows, this world is crazy, especially this country we live in. Um, I don't know if, I
0: don't think that was the idea. At least I don't want to say that was the hope and the idea. And I read about, (laughs) well, from what I read about Sesame Street, when they were developing it, they wanted to make some, they wanted to make a productive learning environment for children. So that's why they cut times down and they started introducing uh, puppets. They didn't just want people on there because they saw the kids were not paying attention the whole time. And Mm -hmm. if they just had puppets, it would hold the child's um, attention for a little bit, but then they'd wander off. But then having the interaction between people and puppets, now they got the child's attention so they'll pay attention to what's going on. And then they also introduced reruns and stuff like that because people, uh, enjoy repetitive things. The first time you hear a dope song, it's like, yo, that shit is dope. But the more that you learn the lyrics, the more you're gonna like the song because you're familiar with that shit. And, I mean, on the same basis, if you're talking about time, it's TV, it's social media, it's music, all these things are generated. Well, I think music, the purpose of music was to be addictive, so that way you can buy into that. Mm -hmm. But I don't think, well, I hope no, I don't think a lot of people are <laughs> no. addicted no. to music as much as they are addicted to uh, drugs and social media. You can lose a lot of... Fuck- I think people lose a lot more time scrolling on social media or doing drugs or whatever than they would vibing out to an album. After an album is done, it's done. You might spin it back one or two times, but then you move on. Social media and... Drugs and shit, I mean people spend a lot of fucking time on that and lose a lot of time, like you said, and that, that, there's no getting that back.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, TS is reading yeah. for filth. No <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> um, I
2: don't think you can say that for music was made for
1: that.
0: <laughs> that's for Big Sean not
3: getting a think 10. Cody.
2: Oh man. I said, I don't think that you can say that music was made for that purpose. Um, it may have been evolved to that, um, Mm. by the music industry. Um, but, um, just going on to the time part too, I feel like obviously whatever we do, we're using time so we could not spend money to make to, for a bed, but still like, you know, spend our time to chop down a tree and whatever to make a bed, you know. Yeah, you're goose right. down feathers and stuff, but you're still using your time. So it's just about you can't get your time back. It's what you do with your time to make it valuable.
3: Right. Yep. And that, that um, 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 example right there is, is interesting because um, is the thing that you purchase with your time more valuable because you did it by hand and you got all the materials and, and did it yourself? So it's, it's something that you can um, have a clear representation of your time. Or is it more valuable to be able to just go and purchase that and then use your time for something else? Um, so it's, it's, it's different value systems as far as how time goes. I will say this about the whole addiction thing, though. Um, if you have an addictive personality, no matter what you do, you're going to be uh, addicted to something. You're going to some, switch that to something, some other addiction. Um, and I think that's <laughs> um, an interesting thing because we never learn how to be unaddicted. We just turn our our attention to something else. Um, it is funny how, how um, when people are using drugs that are supposed to be the addictive agent, they'd like to couple that with music of some sort and how social media now incorporates music on so many different things. Um, so I don't know if you can separate music from addiction. Um, but in the terms that you're trying to to kind of construct it, yeah, um, there's not maybe a lot of people who are addicted to music, but there are a few people who are, and, and, and it's what drives them every day. Um, is that a, a positive addiction? Um, is addiction always negative? Not necessarily. Um, but I do think that a lot of people, uh, have an addictive personality that it, they don't re- literally, um, recognize.
1: I think the I think when you say the term when you use the term addiction or addicting I think that is that in and of itself is negative I think if somebody being you know um, driven by music or whatever like or pushed pushed by music or you know kind of led by um, certain things I don't think that that's necessarily because music in and of itself the the, the the sonics of it and things of that nature can be very positive. You can, you know, there's frequencies of music that can make you, you can hear it and it will make you happy. You know, and there's science mm-hmm. behind science behind that. So I don't think that, um, you know, music in and of itself. Can, you said, you know, can you be addicted to? Can some people be addicted to music? Yes. I don't think the term addiction should be used when you're talking about. You know, you might can use that for drugs for sure, or you know, things that might have negative. Connotations to or negative, like you know, um, that might like hold some negative value to them, but I don't think music in and it of itself, um, there are types of music that might be bad, but I think music in and of itself, just because it's just really harmonies and sounds first and foremost before you get into anything else, it's that, um, and so I think you know, the idea of being addicted to music, I don't think it can be bad. I think the word choice really here is uh interesting. I
2: think, I think that you're relating the word addiction is a purely 100% negative connotation, and Russell was just saying the opposite of that. He said that it doesn't always have to be bad, and actually, if you look at the what music does to the brain chemically, it, there are certain things that can, you know, your brain releases these endorphins and stuff, so it can lead to an addiction that's not also necessarily a
3: bad thing. And it's, it's the very word that we associate these negative connotations to because right. you just gave, like, six synonyms for the same word that mean the same thing, but because of the negative connotation and history that addiction has, you're like, no, this word bad, these words good. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, I feel it. I feel it.
3: Because being led to something, being driven to something, being pushed to something is the same as having an addiction for something. It's it's honestly two sides of the same coin. There's that light you're and dark you're right. It. You're, you're, right. What I
1: mean? you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> you're
3: right. Um and 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 I think that's that's the main point though is that um the things that we see about others and we we kind of talked about this with um the whole um granny taco thing which <laughs> taking out of context sounds really bad <laughs> right that's
1: why <laughs> <laughs> um, oh can where we people wait are <laughs> can people
3: are making these sorry <laughs> sorry wait
1: wait wait somebody write that into the thing granny taco please for episode name <laughs> just consider this granny taco <laughs>
3: Right and hold, hold, hold the sour cream. Granny
1: tacos. Don't I? No, no, no. I didn't say McCoy likes CTS. Why you gotta take them braids out, man? No, Goddamn,
0: you, dog! You, 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 you literally, literally said, said that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you literally <laughs> said that
0: you love Granny Tacos as a name. I you got some of a bitch.
2: I hate you. <laughs> some, something something sour cream. <laughs> Ew.
0: <laughs> all right, sorry Russell. I told totally, you. Labs. All right. Sour cream. All right, uh. <laughs> That's why
1: she had plastic on the couches. Well. <laughs> oh my god, T.S. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, that's enough.
3: Let's let's slip right off of that one. I don't want to no. explain. <laughs> Continue, Russell. But um we were talking about um people making these tacos comparisons uh, <laughs> that literally have um no bearing negative or positive, but they feel the need to Make these comparisons in order to have this kind of elitist album, uh, album, elitist <laughs> mindset <laughs> about
0: things, um, and is Isn't to... the argument that uh, your granny never made tacos, so why do we put so much uh, emphasis or likes when our women make tacos or something?
3: Well, they 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 kind of basically are stating that um, you can't really cook if you just make a tacos. Like, it's a whole chicken alfredo or shrimp alfredo thing where if she's making this, then she must can cook. And it's like, if she's making you a meal, G, like, (laughs) that should be the point of this whole thing. Um, Not everybody is necessarily born knowing how to cook, nor do they take the time, word again, um, to (laughs) invest in that cooking ability. Some people don't see a real value for it until they have someone in their life that they want to do those things for. Um, They don't necessarily feel like they have to cook for themselves, or they don't take the time to cook for themselves, because there's food readily available. And fortunately and fortunately, um, there's food readily available that they can go and purchase, and they don't have to spend the time to make themselves or learn how to stuff. themselves. Uh, and some people just do it for convenience sake. Um, but they were trying to compare it as it's a standard of what a real woman, what a real man is, um, because that's what we do as people. Um, we attribute things to, uh, we attribute value to material things, to um, skills that don't necessarily mean anything um, outside of the context in which they're being used. Because if you don't know how to cook these grand meals, but you know how to feed your family and keep them alive, I think you're doing a great job of Hell yeah! sustaining the, the, the people in your life. Um, but my thing is <laughs> you talk down about people who make tacos um, <laughs> and I'm assuming they're talking about guys tacos um, when there's a whole culture based around the um, the making of these meat uh, and and burritos and things of that nature that are healthy that are different uh, they're prepared differently from Americans manufactured um, um, gruel basically Um and we're actually looking down on a, upon a whole culture because we're trying to establish some fake standard in our, in our minds. <coughs> My thing is, there's so much comparison of such minor details that we often miss the major things that we're supposed to be focused on. Um, and that gets us back to the whole time thing. What we're spending time on, uh, some things we choose to be selfish about, and not necessarily selfish—that negative connotation, as we know, we kind of do with certain words. You know, if I say selfish, then you know that's that's meaning that um, I'm not thinking about others, and it does mean that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that as in I'm avoiding others, but maybe I'm investing in myself. Right. I'm it's- taking care of myself. So that I can see the destructive things that I'm perpetrating and change those to be more constructive and more building up of self, because uh, I believe if you really take the time to invest in yourself and build up yourself, you will see that you have the resources and the mindset to take care of your domain and those who are um, close to you.
1: That's that's funny, just like the context of words and like how we associate them, because like you said, like selfish could be mean you know i'm focused on self but that doesn't mean that i'm doing it in a manner which as to be like you know forget to be passive to everything everything and everyone else you know it just means mm-hmm. that there's more time being you know centered on myself from myself so i guess cra- that is crazy how like we and like how we just had the conversation or we were just talking about the word addiction like how we uh, associate certain things to i was necessary. just gonna say it they come full circle right, like, it. it's, it's like all of that is that's really is really interesting because that really um that reminds me of what we were talking about, uh, not last week, but the week prior. When we were talking about pride and you know and being right and things of that nature. Mm. Um, selfish, you know, and just the way you, do you have a question TS? <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to us. Raising your hand, <laughs> you know, just the, the way the way you the way you, do, the way you deliver stuff to people, uh, can be you know always can be altered, it can be done, it can be, you know, changed to fit that person because they might one a person like you, Russell, might understand that the word selfish. Isn't meant to be negative, you know. Mm -hmm. When you're giving it to somebody else, the word selfish could be all the way, you know, negative or something. For you know what I mean? So that's that's just really like a really interesting like thought to me.
3: And I think much like um, religion, um, words hold value to whatever spirit experience we've had and where we're currently at in our life. Um, We tend to see. Things differently depending on the experiences we've had and where we are currently, as far as um, our mental state, our emotional state, even our financial and physical state. Um, There are certain words that resonate differently with us than with other people. It's the same thing as with time. The things that we find more valuable uh, right now is due to our past experiences, um, to where we thought we could have used our time differently, or we enjoyed the time that we've spent. In those, in those past experiences. And then where we currently are, um, as far as our mental state and our emotional state and even our financial state, where we want to either do more with that time or we feel like, okay, well, I put a lot of time into these other things, now I want to do something else, um, whether that's for the self or whether that's for people around us. Um, <laughs> it is a, a running joke that I seem to do a lot, all the time, mm-hmm. um, but does that necessarily mean that I'm spending my currency well, or am I spreading myself thin and causing it to decrease instead? Um, there are always two sides to consider when it comes to these things, as far as like time and you know, even addiction and, and words thing. Because um, I, I do feel like, yeah, I do a lot. You know, I think this pandemic has afforded me the ability to really uh, compartmentalize and organize what I feel is important. And I think a certain understanding of time gives you a boldness to go for things that you normally may not do to the due to the or uh, perceived risks. right um I think a lot of times you know the, the we have the um the risk versus reward mentality and where I'm at or my experiences I don't think there ever is a reward that is worth the same amount as the risk and let me explain that I always feel like it's uneven on one side. I don't ever think that it's, it's equal as far as the risk and the reward is. Sometimes the reward is worth more than the risk, and sometimes the risk is worth more than the reward. I don't necessarily think like it evens itself out. I always think it's like a little bit either one way or the other, um, but that's just my own thing.
2: <clears throat> you think that most of the time or all the time that, that that's the case?
3: I would say, in my opinion... I think it's all the time, but I don't think there's a uh, an exact way to to measure the risk versus the reward, and that's why I think it right. Side, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, like it's different for each circumstance.
3: Yeah, um, and not to say that it, it like say like the risk is ten and the reward is eleven. You know what I'm saying? Like or ten point one. You know what I mean? I don't think it's like. <laughs> it has to be like, oh, this risk is ten, but this reward is four hundred. You know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily have to be that grand a difference. I think sometimes it could be just that ten point zero 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 one or that point zero 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 two percent difference between the risk and the reward, which make it makes it seem like, okay, this is fairly equal. um But I think depending on what it is, it'll make you grow that much harder or pull back that much. Either because of the risk and because of the reward,
2: and that 10.0001 sounds like a good uh rating for that big Sean album
3: <laughs> full circle. <laughs> that sounds like his next album,
0: um,
3: <laughs> or a track on his last album, Hi. full circle, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um so let's let's run out the things that I'm I guess I'm doing just to kind of go over this whole I do a lot thing. Um so book writing, songwriting, school works, um since I work multiple jobs or whatever. Um working out, spending time with family and still trying to learn little things here and there, um finding time for myself and and and, and things of that nature. It's not an easy juggle, but I am satisfied with how is currently going, uh, do I think I can possibly be more efficient at time? Yeah, yeah, I do. Do I want to? Nah, probably not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do I really need to? And I think that's an that's an interesting question to kind of pose, because do I really need to try to be more efficient, or am I just happy with how things are? Um, I think that growth comes from. Um, being uncomfortable, um, it kind of starts mm-hmm. you to grow. Um, but I don't think it's anything wrong with taking time to be comfortable at times. Um, yeah. With, it's with, called with our... a break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, I think we, we grow most of the times um, unintentionally. <laughs> uh and it's it's refreshing to seek to grow <laughs> but that's just a short thought about you know given the the currency we should value the most respect and 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 everything that it deserves um to digress a little bit speaking of currency um it's just popped into my mind Hey, uh, yo, yeah, whatever happened to the to the Harriet 720
0: yeah I was thinking about that Harriet. <laughs> Yeah, that that wasn't going to happen, dog.
3: Hmm. No, they was working towards it. Um, I think I just recently thought about it. Um, Did Trump, like, stop that?
0: He still don't got Obama hanging on the wall, bro. Like, that nigga was not going to allow... This administration was not going to allow a black woman to be on any currency. Wait a minute. He's like, wait I wait
2: tried to make them happy, and look what they're doing. Right
1: wait a minute. He don't. <laughs> he don't have Obama hanging on the wall.
0: What do you mean? He took that. The painting of Obama and Michelle down. He did. Uh, so every president usually hangs the last president up, as you know, sign of respect. And that was the last dude. I'm the new dude. Obama hasn't been up there.
2: Yeah, he literally refuses, took it down.
0: Trump refuses to hang it up, or mm-hmm. put it back up, or whatever. Yeah. He also refuses to leave uh, <laughs> office peacefully. So, you know. I saw something.
2: Um, it might have been a clickbait thing, which I did not click, so baited it, did not. Um,
3: <laughs> but uh, it, it said that,
2: like, if if Trump loses the election, he still has a backup plan to, I forget what adjective it said, like, or uh, whatever, uh, ruin the White House or, like, you know. Basically, he's yeah, a diabolical, um, evil Austin power villain.
0: <laughs> he does also, and says whatever he wants to say, say and do, man. Like he said that he's he's working on a way for him to be in office a third term. He's got working on a way for him to. Um, well, he said that he's Dude. not leaving peacefully, so I mean, he's doing whatever the fuck he wants wait, to. Do. Wait, and, wait, 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 wait! Oh, All those people
2: man. that say that he. He's, we don't want someone else because they're going to take away constitutional rights. Right. But then Trump right. is saying that he wants right. a third term. Right?
1: Yeah. Right. The hypocrisy, dude.
3: Well, he's mind. been trying to take away constitutional rights. So that's that's this, a, another thing as well.
1: This is <laughs> fucking. This, uh, dude. I don't. it's I was like going to the it, bank, it, and it's it's like Sorry. it's like do you do we. What has, right? to, what has to be said for <laughs> us to take dogs serious enough to, for us to, like, uh, <clears throat> I'm not going to say that word, but for us to unify as a unit and stop this, that's, like, what has to be said at this point? Because you can't just ha-ha off everything this motherfucker says. Right? Like, is anybody, like,
0: are we- No, that's what we're doing. Huh. No, no we're not. I- I was going to the
2: bank. I was going to the bank today, and um, I passed a dumb house that was dumb (laughs) because all these houses around here apparently are dumb. But that one of the signs said, "If you, if you want free speech, vote for Trump or freedom of speech." Vote for I'm like, what? You know how much free speech he's taking away from people? Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ! People are saying, "Don't shoot us." And he's like, "Oh, you can't talk to me that way. We're gonna arrest you." Like what? Right.
3: Well, not only that. Remember, um, and it was it's crazy because uh um, what's what's old boy name? uh, um,
0: Eddie Murphy. No.
3: Um, George Carlin. Uh, Shannon Sharp.
0: I was close, Shinn.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Jesse
1: Jackson, like.
3: Right. Look at that. Um. Britney said that you know, um, that you know back when the. <laughs> the seven owners, um, stood up for the whole Black Lives Matter thing, or basically they stood up to Trump because of what Trump said. Um, but they didn't stand up these other times, but when it was affecting their money, that's when they decided to stand mm-hmm. up. Um, yep. it's, it's always, um... It's, it's always interesting when people choose to stand up for, um, different virtues or the virtues they claim that the people they follow follow. Right. Um... But usually that's that's not the case. And I didn't want to, you know, bring it here. That was I was just wondering because that just popped in my head. That was like really just a random thought. Um but what I really wanted to to, to drive home is the fact that uh, We do we do have a lot of time, not evolvo. Um none of it should be wasted, but we do waste a lot of it to realize that we had a lot and now we're looking towards the ads trying to buy more. Um Health is a means of attempting to stretch that limit. Amassing things is a means of distracting from that limit. Choosing lasting items, investing in family members is a means to attempt to outlive that limit. Whatever you decide to use this currency for, please let it be meaningful to you. Um, don't find yourself in a position later in life thinking, man, I just wish I had more time.
1: Damn. That's, damn, that's deep, low-key.
0: Well... Plays right into the fucked up start of the week. Yeah, of course. We're out of time.
3: All right. Uh, <laughs> Doing us next
0: week. Uh,
2: Speaking of using time wisely, but...
0: Yeah, I mean... Uh, first time on NBC. Right. <laughs> what better way to invest in family than to use condoms that were already used? Oh, and...
2: Man. I can't figure and, out how to hang out. My phone froze. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> is and is the
0: that amount. the Korean story? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In Vietnam, the police raid uh, someplace that found more than 300,000 used condoms that were being repackaged for resale. Oh they uh, <laughs> they did an interview. Well, I don't know if they did an interview. But they did an Korea, Florida. Where they said that they found 320,000 recycled used condoms that were being Ooh. repackaged as new. They um, In this factory, they were cleaning them out reshaping them, and then re-putting them in whatever plastic bag to be sold, so that way people could properly invest into their families. Because time, right? No. And uh, I think, well, I have no idea how to pronounce this city or province, <laughs> but it looks like it's called been done, which is hilarious. <laughs> it's been done. Right, so are the condoms.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're been done. We're been done with this. This is nasty. Cool.
1: This is some nasty ass shit. And let me... T- it, and the <laughs> funny thing about this story is... So my I saw this story posted on Facebook. And then... Yeah.
3: I'm the only and, one that didn't and know
1: and about then, this? And then... Yeah. A, f- <laughs> a few hours later, one of my friends from here, Milwaukee, said he was at the gas station here in Milwaukee. And... The guy in front of him was buying condoms. He asked for a pack of condoms. And the guy behind the counter literally said... He said, Do you want the new or used ones? What? With a straight face. And no. He Yes. And he said... And my friend was like, I'm turning like, What the fuck is going on around here? Because <laughs> he, he didn't know... He yeah, still don't know, know like... what happened. Because of course the guy said, New. <laughs> but... It's, it's, it's just the fact that he offered that to him. What if I had said use? What are you giving me? What are you pulling I'm out behind my this back room?
3: Like, use once apparently. Hey, yeah.
0: are they repackaged? Do they <laughs> still been done?
3: Right, <laughs> from been done. That yeah, should be a... the name of the condom, too. I ben thought Dunn. that was the
2: cashier guy from the gas station. <laughs> ben Dunn condoms, been ben condom.
3: done. Um. Yeah. <laughs> This is bad.
1: This. <laughs> for
3: yeah. those repeat offenders.
2: Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
2: Been
0: done it twice. <laughs> and on the same note of kids, the fun fact. Uh, um, wait, what?
1: Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> Cody, relax Dude. with him. I know say. How I want a roll,
3: baby. See, yeah, young... I'm going to start calling you Netflix. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> the young
0: cast of It were warned beforehand that Bill Skarsgård who plays Pennywise, could be uncharacteristically scary in character. The kids brushed this off, but when the actor came out for their first scene together, he scared them so badly that most of them ended up crying or screaming and, I guess, not actually wanting to be in the movie anymore. And to help out with that imagery, I'm posting that fun fact to the group chat because I know some of us are huge IT fans. TS, you... (laughs) <laughs> and that's for Big Sean not getting a higher rating too <laughs> episode 79 I'm not politically correct
2: like you said that you were okay with him giving an 8.5 and you're still right and fucking at
1: him. And, right, and it took the whole rest of the hour to be wow like, okay. I'm totally okay with it you douchebag <laughs> friends help how me of us have them not me T- <laughs> T- TS
2: is like uh a, a girl, a female friend to another female friend, like, are you mad at me? No, I love your shoes, by the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Well, that is episode 79 of Not Politically Correct. It's the homie T.S. a.k.a. C. Nova. You know, I gotcha. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> want- C. Nova, K.P.Z. She said sometimes. And,
1: and, that's, she and, and that is the voice of uh, T.S. a.k.a. C. Nova, who you might not here much on the podcast because he's at this point just a special guest star who's leaving for another <laughs> show, apparently. Um, it, it, is, it is your boy. He he feels like that fucking actor who got like who was on a TV show for like five years and then his movie career started to take off, and <laughs> so he leaves, he does movies, but he comes back like once every so often. He's like Topher Grace from the last episode of uh, fucking uh that seventies show and shit. Um Can't hey, remember this guy, he's back. Right. Um yeah, It's your boy <laughs> It's your boy Remacoy aka Ms. What To Do aka Splash God. You know I'm on uh, Twitter at Rumacoy KPZ and I'm on uh, Snapchat at Rumacoy Rebel. Cody.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> on everything.
1: Russ. <Rest? laughs>
3: uh, environment. Uh 10 universals, little fingers, um, scores to the progenitor, rest of us. There we go oh yeah um, that is snapchat is Danny Capitity C-I-N-D-I-D underscore
1: they reminded me that Uh, where did you come from where did you go where did you come from where did you come like just
3: just oh fitting 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 but listen I thought that was the weirdest chain startup ever I'm like what the
1: Wrecking it, and ving, 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 looking at <laughs> <laughs> But on that note, <laughs> gang. <B-I-T-O-> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gang. <laughs> <laughs>